What's up, guys? Um, I'm back. <laughs> Which is a funny thing to say because a lot of you guys didn't know I was even gone or have forgot. But um, I used to podcast a lot, dude. We used to put out a show every week. I don't even know what number we got to, to be honest. Um, probably like 50-something. I definitely could just pull up Spotify and look at it, but um, I didn't, so I don't know the answer. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna record another podcast episode. As a matter of fact, I am recording another podcast episode right now. Um, my name's McCarty. For those of you that don't know, uh, this is the first of all podcast, uh, and I used to record uh, every Thursday for a while. Um, I'd say about two years ago, we started it, me and my friend Nate, uh, who's my uh, longtime best friend in the world. Um, I like to think we're pretty funny and entertaining, so we started recording a podcast together. Um, we don't live near each other anymore. We met in college, and uh, once I moved away uh, for work, uh, it was a good way for us to stay uh, in touch and um, just kind of like get to relive our glory days and uh, just hang out. So we started a podcast. It was fun. And um, we did that for a while. And uh, COVID hit. And we ran out of things to talk about. So that was tough. The This podcast has always been about nothing. And like we pride ourselves on that. Like we just literally talked about random stuff that happened in our life and our opinion and uh, just like our dumb, unique perspective, and how uh, we really enjoyed that. It was fun. Um, but when COVID hit, we were just like sitting at home doing nothing. So there was nothing to talk about anymore. We didn't have anything in our lives that were prompting conversation. So um, podcasting fell off a little bit. And then I tried to pick it up with my sister, and we recorded like two episodes, and uh, just were not consistent at all about it. Um, would love to record with her again and maybe we will but um, yeah that didn't work out either and so I just stopped and that was probably a year ago Um, and like over the last year I've thought about making another episode many times Um, just lazy um, or just got distracted and didn't do it Um, but I decided to tonight to take a stab at it again um, and frankly, like, I've just been, like, re-motivated to do it. And, I mean, it's never was intended to be, like, a new job or uh, a way that, like, I would get rich or famous. It was just because I like talking and some people like hearing me talk. So I was just doing it because it was fun and I really enjoyed it. And I still do. Um, but I've just, like, been lazy about putting it out there and recently I've just like rekindled that flame and I was like you know what dude I enjoy doing it and I don't know I don't even know why like I genuinely don't know why I enjoy just like sitting and talking to myself but I do and I'm gonna put out these episodes whether somebody listens to it or not so um yeah that's just like the new perspective of just like doing it for myself is really exciting and so I'm going to freaking do it, and I'm going to be consistent. Uh, I'm actually thinking about I'm not officially declaring this yet, and I still have a month to think about it, but 
I think that one of my like New Year's resolutions is going to be to record a podcast every week or at the very minimum it's like there is going to be weeks that I can't do it or that I don't do it um, at the very minimum put out 52 episodes next year so uh, I'm not officially committing to that but I feel confident that I will commit to it at some point um, I, my roommate just texted me that he made some tea and it's really good um, his tea slaps. So yeah, I'm. I think I'm going to commit to recording um, a year's worth of podcast next next year. We'll TBD on that. Um, yeah. So thanks for tuning in. Um, after a long break, I'm going to rebrand a little bit, change the logo art for the podcast, and. I think the structure will be a little bit different. I think it'd be cool to like just like randomly record with like friends of mine, people I come in contact with, and just like get new perspectives on everything, and not necessarily have like my own co-host every week. I think it'd be cool to just like do different things. So I think I'm gonna try that. Um, there's a bunch of podcasts that I listen to that are kind of the inspiration for that. <laughs> I know this one is risque and vulgar for probably anybody's taste that's listening to this but i really like the call her daddy podcast which go look it up if you want to but it's a um a woman that is super successful now and this podcast is massive but it's just a woman that talked about her life and like has really cool guests on to talk about stuff and they're super vulnerable like super super open and honest and i think it's really awesome and she's just like inherently entertaining like there's nothing super special about her but she says like a really intriguing personality in a way of explaining things and talking to people so um i think once i i used to listen to her podcast a lot and didn't for a while and recently got back into it and i think she motivated me to um get back into mine theo vaughn's another one he's a comedian um that i love dearly (laughs) he's by far one of the funniest storytellers, not only a great storyteller, which he is, but he also just has a lot of stories that um, are funny. He grew up like in a crazy childhood, just has like has lived a crazy life. And so he has a lot of stories that are hilarious. He's great at telling them. He, he also just has like the craziest brain and way of thinking about things in the world and articulating them. So uh, his podcast is like what I envisioned mine would be, which is just him sometimes by himself just like randomly talking about things in the world and then sometimes he'll bring on people like he had a podcast recently that he put out that around thanksgiving and it was just him interviewing a guy that raises turkeys for a living he'd never met him he just like reached out to him and just like wanted to talk to him about the turkey industry like so random but that's so cool like obviously it's super intriguing to listen to um chris Dilly is another one i know that's like a little touchy because he's sketched right now in society but um uh he has a great podcast very similar to theo vons too where he just like talks by himself chris Lea doesn't do as many interviews so it's like quite literally just him talking to the camera and, and to his phone but um i really like his a lot so all that to say been listening to a lot of different pot people's podcasts that I really enjoy and I love their structure of it and 
um, I don't know. I just love doing it in general. I, I miss it, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back into it and just like see how it goes. And I'm really pumped about that. I'm I'm pumped at the opportunity to do it. I'm pumped at the um, I'm pumped at the like commitment to it. I've I've said this before on previous episodes, but like I genuinely do have really good self control for like most aspects of my life. So if I say I'm gonna do something, like I will do it, especially if I know it's attainable or like something that can tangibly be done. Um, like some like something vague very important but vague something like I'm going to get my mental health right like if that's your new year's resolution that's amazing and you should do that but like how do you like quantify that or like tangibly know like when's the day that you're like okay I did it that part I'm, that kind of stuff I'm not great at but if it's like I'm going to read the bible this year the, all the way through like I did it and I didn't miss a single day literally for 365 days I didn't miss a single day I read every day and finished it in one year and I'm like, I'm really good at that kind of stuff. So I think if I say I'm going to commit to recording a podcast every week for 52 weeks, or at least put out 52 episodes, whether I have to record multiple in a week or whatever, I, I feel confident that I'm going to do it. Again, not committing to it yet. I still need to like think about it and decide if I'm really all in. But if I do say I'm all in, then I'm freaking all in, boy, and I'll do it. Yeah, so that's uh, that's where we're at. I'm pumped about it. I'm pumped to be recording another episode. And I'm really looking forward to if I commit, which I'm talking myself into it in real time right now, but uh, bringing on friends of mine um, and just like random people, dude. And like who doesn't want to be on a podcast, right? Like, come on. Everybody wants to do it, especially when I used to record a lot and people knew about it. They would always ask me to join and like be on it. It's like, dude, no. If I wanted you to be on it, then I would have asked you. But now I am going to ask people. And that comes from like the new perspective of like, I don't care if anyone listens to this or not. I'm doing it for me. So I want to give other people the opportunity to like just enjoy. I don't know why it's so fun. There's probably some science behind it, but uh, I want to give other people the opportunity to enjoy it with me. So we'll see, dude. We'll see how long it takes me to find somebody and who I think would be fun and exciting to listen to. So, And who has a freaking mic. It's amazing how many people don't have a microphone these days. Like, everybody works from home. How do you not have a microphone? And know your, like, Apple uh, AirPods or, you know, your, I, your, your uh, iPhone headphones. Like, those don't count. Okay. Like, actually get a mic. They're, like, $30. High-quality ones. They're, like, $30. The one that I use is a blue snowball. It's like one of the best mics in the world. It's like $40. It's so easy. And you get an arm on Amazon for five. You set that thing up, it'll last you your whole life. So just get one. Stop using your Mac laptop built-in microphone that sounds like a static radio from the 60s. And just get a mic, dude. Come on. Um, I guess how I'll update you guys on what's new in my life because it's been so long since I recorded an episode for one but also like I had a really awesome year in a lot of ways um the, oh my god this is the time of year especially heading into the Christmas holiday 
that you're going to hear a lot of people talk about how they had a rough year. Okay, and some of them are telling the truth. A lot of them have had deaths in the family, sickness, job trouble, financial issues, a lot of that. And that's terrible. Don't wish that on anybody. But there's going to be a lot of people that said they had a terrible year that, one, are have recency bias or like they're going through a breakup right now and they associate that with their entire year. And then there's going to be other people that just like are have the worst perspective on life ever. And if you don't get everything that you want at all times, like that equals not having a good year. Okay, so shut up if you're that person. In general, if you made it to the end of the year, I feel like that's a pretty good year, all things considered. But for me personally, I had a great year. I really did. I had made some changes in my life that have been really healthy. Um, and I, like actual life-changing things. Uh, starting with, I'm a homeowner now. Quite literally own a home. I own a condo. And that was like a big boy step to make. Especially um, with like how crazy the housing market is. I don't want to hear about why it's such a bad time to buy. Because I don't believe that. Um, I study real estate because I want to start a real estate portfolio. And I'm like obsessed with it. And so... To be honest with you, if you're telling me that now's not a good time to buy in real estate, like I, you don't know as much as me. Let's, I'm gonna be honest with you. So, uh, anyway, I bought a house, didn't get ripped off, didn't overpay, um, got a really good deal on it, and worked out really well. And I love my place. Um, three bedroom, two bath in the heart of Dunwoody, Georgia. So, big fan. And that was really exciting for me. It was something I prayed about for a long time and been saving up for a long time for. And just like really felt confident about the decision I made. So, of course, I'm, I'm proud of that. And that was a huge step just like financially for me. And um, that also kind of sparked the, the real estate portfolio dream that I'll be pursuing over the next handful of years, which I will talk about frequently on this podcast, I'm sure. I can't not think about it or talk about it because I'm just like so obsessed with it now, but... Um, I'm not going to waste or waste your, your listening time on that, especially when like that dream is still a dream. Like there's not much reality to it yet, but I'm working on it. Okay. Slowly, but surely. And as there's progress that is made, I will gladly let you know. Um, I also have changed, like quite literally changed my life in terms of my, uh, health and my fitness. So I, let's, let's just say COVID started in March of 2020, right? I think it was probably around April, like mid-April, if I remember correctly, of 2020 that I decided to... Actually, it might have been later than that. I can't remember. It was like June or April. It doesn't matter. I decided to like really invest in my fitness and health. And what I realized was I didn't have a problem getting to the gym every day. I didn't have a problem with um, motiv- motivating myself to get to the gym or work out and like be consistent. What I had a problem with was challenging myself at the gym. I was treating the gym like a checkbox thing and expecting to see real results when I wasn't pushing my body at all. And 
I needed someone to challenge me and to make workouts for me that I knew would grow my endurance, my strength, um, and also like help me understand more of like what my body needs in order to get like in the best shape I could. And most of that started with eating, frankly. Like even if I stopped going to the gym, this my trainer that I ended up hiring, um, when I said I invested in it, like I, I hired a trainer I um, started like buying better food and understanding my food and my trainer really helped me understand like the value of what foods you're eating. Uh, so started tracking my food every day. been doing that for since I started with them in, I don't know, middle 2020. And uh, yeah, completely changed my life around. Uh, I was struggling with confidence issues and that was weird for me. That was new territory because I grew up being, um, I hate like even describing it because it's so obnoxious now, but I grew up being like the superstar where I was from, the most popular kid, the best athlete, all these things that don't matter at all anymore. Shouldn't have mattered at the time, but don't matter, definitely don't matter now. And um, so, like, not being proud of who I am, what I look like, how I feel about myself, that was new and I hated it. But I sat with that for probably two years of my life and decided in uh, after quarantine had started that I was going to change that. And I, I mentioned my like self-control and self-discipline. Like Once I decided I was going to do that, I was all in on it. And got the trainer and uh, started paying him. Uh, making my workouts and I realized like dude when someone makes the workouts for me I don't struggle with the motivation to even do the workout I'll get to the gym on my own and I will do the workout and make it and like really challenge myself I just didn't want to make the workout I was ignorant to a lot of the exercises for one so I didn't even know what worked and then secondly like I wasn't making them hard enough for me and if someone else would make them hard for me, I would do it and I would do it and I would challenge myself. I just needed someone to do that and the accountability to like actually do them uh, like consistently. So I hired this guy, actually um, found him online and the trainer lives in Colorado. So I was doing everything virtual. He would text me my workouts in the morning. I'd send him results and videos every day and then also tracking my food on this app every day. So I was marking down everything I was eating. I had certain macros that I was supposed to hit. And I really like got control of my life. And that has been so life-changing for me and so healthy. And I'm so proud of the progress that I've made so far. Confidence is, I think, coming back. Um, <laughs> what I'll also say is, despite like my fitness changing and, and I'm proud of that. And, I, and that's for, I think I'm committed to my fitness grind for, I mean, at least the foreseeable future. Uh, I, I can see, I've now seen what the human body is capable of. And I want to like push that as far as I can go. Like how, how much weight can a 156 pound five ten guy like me, how much weight can I put up? Like that's what I want to find out. So, what I also would say in that same amount of time since I started training with this guy, my swag has also increased. So like my style changed, uh, started like getting better quality clothes. 
that I'm more proud of, my style like really developed and I'm, I got a lot more confident about like what I wear and how I express myself through clothes. Uh, so I think that also has like given me confidence again. Um, by no means am I like 100% confident in myself at all times anymore. But I would say, you know, if I'm giving it percentages, I started at like a 30% confidence and now I'm up to like 75 or 80%. So I'm getting there and, and so much progress has been made, but uh, there's still clearly more to go. And I keep like, it might have sounded like I choked up twice there. I didn't. My throat is so freaking dry, dude. And I have a water bottle next to me, but of course there's no water in it. So that doesn't help. I just found another one that's been in here for a while with a little bit of water, so we'll see how this goes. Tasted like water, so we're good. I really didn't know what to expect there. Okay, uh, what else? Oh, I wrote down uh, great friends, and that's true, dude. Man, I've I have been so blessed over like the last year to develop like really, really, really fulfilling and truly great friendships i was just with two of my closest friends here in atlanta tonight well i mean i, I said they are here and they are two of my closest friends here but they're two of my closest friends in life also and yeah they're really special people um and they're just like kind of this epicenter of like a lot of social awesomeness that i've had over the last year and a half or two years and I'm so blessed because that is so rare. I mean, when I moved to New Jersey, I was desperate for friends. I spent a whole year with no friends, quite literally. And Atlanta has been the opposite of that. I feel like I've had community since I've moved here. And a lot of that is from church um, and like kind of like pseudo church relationships that I've formed. Um, and I hope that that will continue to grow. One thing I do really want to do in the new year is find like other avenues to make friends. Uh, obviously the church is great and that's where I invest a lot of my time and energy but you know it doesn't stop there and, and there's so many other communities that I want to take advantage of like rec leagues and a new gym hopefully a new fitness community uh, I'd love to get involved in like real estate investment groups and, and things like that so I really just like want to expand that a little bit uh, but right now I'm like really 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 grateful for the friends and the relationships that I have made and like the diversity of them too. And I, and I do mean that in like the racial diversity. Um, and there's a lot of age diversity in my friends, but also like how I've met them and like what they do and what they're involved in, what their interests are. Like it's just kind of all over the spectrum. There was a couple weeks ago, I want to say like maybe a month ago, I hung out with four different groups of friends all separately connected to me like they don't know each other any of them four different groups in the span of three days and I was like that is so cool it's exhausting <laughs> I'll tell you that but that's so cool that I get to do that and it has nothing to do with me at all like I'm just a dude out here that wants to have friends like everybody else but it's cool that I have developed those relationships over the last couple of years so I'm, I'm really grateful for that I think this year has one made me realize that but I've also just like met so many awesome people this year and I don't even really feel like I have a lot of friendships in my life that are just like surface level or like uh I don't even know what the best way to describe like all of them mean something to me I don't have any friends that just like I don't care you know that I, I, that's fine I'll never see you again like I don't have a lot of friends like that 
I have friends that I like genuinely care about that I see on a regular basis that I want to invest in and that invest in me. I was talking to my little sister this past weekend, um, and she was telling me that one thing that this year she's proud of that she hasn't really done a lot in her life is she is matching the energy that people give her in friendships. And by that, she means like, if you don't give a lot of energy toward the friendship, she's also not going to give a lot of energy. And I think that's great. I think it's really healthy, to be honest, because I find myself or I have in the past, like investing way more into friendships and relationships than what I was receiving back. And that is like enragingly frustrating. So, and it's also like so noticeable, I think, for a lot of people. And when you notice it, you like can't shake it. It's not something that you forget. It's not something that like goes away or you become tolerant of. Like I just think once you notice it once, you can't let it go. And so learning to like match the energy that you're given and being okay with that. Like you have to be okay with the fact that people aren't going to match the same energy or excuse me, you have to be okay with people not putting a lot of energy into your friendship. Like there are going to be people like that and you have to just accept it and understand that you're going to have to give off that same lack of energy that they do, or you're going to drive yourself insane. I don't want to be the one that's like keeping score by any means. Like I don't think that's healthy for anybody, but it's equally as unhealthy to give more energy into a relationship or give more effort, care more when they don't reciprocate that. So and it's one thing, like, don't be the person that's like, well, maybe they just reciprocate or show energy and they have a different love language or whatever. Like, they just show it differently. It's like, no, you can tell when someone is not matching your energy and time and effort. So I think that's really healthy that my sister uh, kind of noticed that she had an issue with that in her life and then decided to, like, take that take this year and try to correct that. And I think I've done a good job of that too. I, I didn't make as intentional of an effort as she did, but now that I think about it, I think I have done a good job of like matching uh, the care level of, of those around me. So, wow, that got off on a really long tangent there. I didn't, <laughs> I had no anticipation of talking about that. But I am super thankful for the friends that I have in my life and hopefully a lot of them are listening to this and know that I value that a lot. Um, and we'll continue to value that and, and try to invest in that. Dude, one thing that I realized this year, and it's from people speaking it into my life, that my, it is, I guess, supposedly, it is, a, it is a love language for sure, but it's also a spiritual gift of giving. And I've never, like, really heard it articulated that way and never, like, took the time to even, like, study that, what my spiritual gifts were. But someone said it to me recently. It was actually one of the pastors at my church, but she said, uh, I think you have like an exceptional gift of giving. And that doesn't necessarily mean of just like things, which I do really enjoy. My mom is like that too, like tangible things. She really likes giving to people. And that's great. That's I like that too. I would say like when I see something in a store, for example, I got, um, I was at a vintage shop uh, the other day or antique shop and I saw these two, um, I don't even know what the freaking word for it is. It's like whatever you put whiskey in, like the glass crystal things, have like a little top on them. It's like why well, you can't just keep it in the whiskey bottle. I don't know. 
but you pour it into this other crystal thing and it looks cooler, you know, whatever that thing is called. There were two of those, this matching set at this antique shop that were so cool. It was like, they look like Italian art pieces were painted on the outside of them. So it wasn't like a clear crystal one. It was that thing, but not clear and crystal. Um, and it would look like art pieces that you could also pour whiskey in. And I saw that and I was like, dude, that's sick. And for anyone that knows me, I don't drink. So like pretty useless for me. Not even like cool to even have on display. I don't even have anywhere I would display those. So I was like, that's sick. And my first thought was, I really think, I know two people in my life that would love those. And it was my friend Nate, who some of y'all know, and his brother Brandon. And I was like, they love whiskey. They would think this is sick. I'm going to get this for them. And it like wasn't even a second thought. I was like, they would love it. Obviously, I'm going to get it for them. And I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm, I'm giving an example that like giving is something I love to do. I love it. I love giving people things that I think are meaningful. I love, um, I just love making people feel good through like them receiving something. And I think that is true. I just never like really articulated or put that on paper. And like I do that in my professional life. Like I'm a professional event planner. Like I give my time and energy and resources so other people have a great time and a great experience. Um, so I've learned that about myself this year that like giving is something that I really like love to do and I want to do that more. Like I want to be able to spend money and time making other people feel loved and honored and known. So anyway, love my friends, but also like really working on being able to express that through like the giving of whatever it is that I have. So yeah, I think I'll probably be talking about that a lot too, because it's really important to me. Um, I wrote down, speaking of giving, wow, transitions, yeah, buddy, professional podcaster. Um, Christmas gifts, what I want and what I'm giving. Okay, pretty vague. I'm not going to say exactly what I'm giving people because I'm really proud of it and I want it to be a super surprise. But one thing that I am known for, especially in my family, is giving gifts that I like to other people. So I don't care if you like it or not. I want, this is specifically for Christmas gifts, I should say, because I just did that whole thing on like giving people whatever. Um, no, this is specifically Christmas gifts and probably birthday gifts, but I don't really celebrate birthdays, so that's not as relevant. Um, I like giving Christmas gifts that I think are cool to you, whether you like it or not. So, like, I think it was, like, maybe three years ago. Mm, that sounds about right. Three years ago for a couple years, so maybe, like, three years ago and two years ago. I did. I decided that I was going to get everybody's gifts at antique or vintage shops. And the reality is, like, no one else in my family likes stuff, like, old stuff like that. They just don't. And that's fine. It's a super cool hobby of mine, and I collect that kind of stuff. Not collect. That's an aggressive word for it. I like to decorate my house, and I, like, only wear vintage clothes now. Whatever. It's my hobby. So I like bought my sister, my older sister, this box that had this cool flowery old vintage print on it. It is literally just a box. It's not it doesn't do anything except house items, but it looks cool doing it. She had no, re, she didn't ask for this. She had no use for it really. But I was like, this is cool, and I need to get my sister something, 
and I'm giving her this. <laughs> in her defense, she does use it now. She keeps, like, I think dog toys or baby toys in it or something, and it looks cool in her house. But, like, in the moment, you could tell that she's like, oh, this thing is cool, but also I don't want it, you know? It's cool, don't hate it, but would rather not have to take it home. And I understand that. But I thought it was cool, and I loved giving it to her. So I think it was a win-win. I gave my mom a clock, this old Japanese clock. And it actually works now, too, which is cool. But, um, yeah, just, like, didn't need a clock. Totally just for aesthetics and decoration. But I thought it was cool. So I was like, I'm freaking getting this clock, and I'm giving it to my mom. So anyway, I did that again this year. <laughs> All that to say, I'm super pumped for what I am giving my family. It's all like not the same gift, but from the same place. And it was all like very planned out. And I'm super proud of it. Came with the idea, came up with the idea on my own. So I'll tell y'all what it is when I actually give it to them. But that's gonna be like another month. So pretty pumped about that and some other stuff that I got too um on top of these like really special gifts I'm pumped about so yeah I'm killing it with the giving game this year what I want is actually matter of fact I'll pull up my Christmas list because my family is freaking high tech dude and we have a google sheet where we we use the same one every year my older sister updates it gets shared out to everybody and you update the Google Sheet with what you want, all right? And that's how we keep up with it. And I like that. That's efficient. That's high tech. And then let's get it. White Nike Crew socks. We'll be pretty disappointed if I don't get that. Those are very low-hanging fruit for anybody trying to give me a gift. Solid Color Vans. Also pretty low-hanging fruit, but I'd like to approve ahead of time. Vintage, has, vintage hats. Ask me for references. That's very important. I don't want just any vintage hats. I want to be able to know that I'm going to wear it. I have a hat collection, for those that don't know. It's probably about, uh, I'd say I probably have about 60 to 70 hats. I wear, I mean, I, and I'm not even a little bit kidding. I probably wear like a solid 15 of them. In one month, I'll wear about mm, eight different hats. In one year, I bet I wear 30 different ones. So it's not one of those collections that just like sits there and you don't ever acknowledge it i do have a collection like that <laughs> i have a nba or not not even just nba i have a jersey collection and a sports jerseys and i don't wear any of those at all but i like having them so what else help with down payment on another house that's a that's a bold one there you boy you know really shot shoot for the moon no yeah shoot for the moon land among the stars am i right so just put it on there just to see what happens, you know. A nice drill. That one, I hate. Like, it hurts me to say it because I've always made fun of people that, like, buy a house and then all of a sudden they need all this, like, house stuff. It's, like, so obnoxious. But having a nice drill would be really helpful. So I'd appreciate that one. 32-inch TV. Um, well, typo here. What I wrote was 32-inch TV will wall mount. What I meant to say was 32-inch TV with wall mount. Um, that one seemed also pretty low-hanging fruit. Like, dude, I saw um, Walmart had, I want to say it was a 45-inch TV on Black Friday for $150. That's crazy, dude. I think my parents spent two grand 
on their first like it's not flat screen but like flatter screen you know two grand it's crazy um yeah so I, i'm trying to put a tv out on my porch i have a baller porch at my house and i'd like to hang a tv outside so that's what that's for outdoor patio couch dude can we talk about the fact that outdoor furniture is more expensive than indoor furniture and less quality can we talk about that dude all i want is one couch outside no less than 400 dollars on like cheap knockoff sites how it's literally plastic like the little burlap plastic with foam covers on it dude it's like no less than 400 bucks it's crazy can't find it at all on like Facebook Marketplace or um, Craigslist. I don't know why. So I'm really hoping that someone else buys it for me. A dining set. That one's like I don't actually need that. I could find that on my own because you can get that pretty cheap on like Facebook Marketplace. But mine's falling apart. I have the one from my great grandmother's house, which is like I'm gonna guess at least 60 years old, but probably more like 80. And it's still fine. I just two of the chairs have like split in half. Not from like people being heavy and sitting on them. It's just like they're so old. So. Um, I'd like to get a new one and like kind of a bigger one, more fancy looking one. Gym Shark shorts, big fan. Recently, I, I probably saw them on an Instagram ad or something, but big fan of Gym Shark, and, and, and I highly recommend their clothes. I I've kind of tried to make them constant conscious decision to try to buy more quality clothing. Uh, what I used to do is buy cheap stuff like H and M stuff, and it would last like three months it's cheap you know you don't spend a lot of money but it lasts three months and you had to go buy another whatever shirt and i decided that i was just gonna buy more quality and more expensive stuff so i didn't have to replace it and also like try to be a little bit more ethical about like the sweatshop kind of thing but like that's so tough in today's world um so i say that to say gymshark shorts are probably made in a sweatshop somewhere unfortunately but they are really high quality shorts and I like them a lot and they're also the perfect length for um, the style that I'm going for these days uh, foldable tables in parentheses that can be stored so uh, this is probably referring to like you know every, all of our parents have tables at their houses that or like old wooden tables that fold out like you'd see in like a school cafeteria or like a church um, fellowship hall. So I'd like to have like a couple of those more plastic than wood, hopefully, because they're a lot lighter. But yeah, I host people a lot, so I'd like to have something like that to put food on, you know. But I also would like some TV trays. Um, so that's not really what I was talking about, but kind of worth and then the last one's a hardwood floor pieces. I'll end up buying that on my own probably be probably because I want to uh the attic in my house is finished um but it has not the best floor on it so I need to uh buy some hardwood pieces and do it myself. So, yeah. Definitely have the most um dad of course doesn't have anything, doesn't know how to work his phone or a Google sheet. Um, my mom has reader sunglasses, which I don't know what that means. So why would you need to read outside? Oh, she's got a pool. That's why. Um, Millie, bog bag. Couldn't tell you what that is. Not going to click on the link. 
Old Navy Target gift card, bath salts. Interesting. <laughs> and spa things. Spa things. Awfully vague. Brian Theragun, LED lights for gaming space and a stand for the PC. Don't hate those. And then I have like whatever that is. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven different items. Uh, oh, Maggie. Hers looks short. My sister, the younger sister's, because it's most of it's on the Amazon wish list, which is like a pretty efficient way to go about it. Evie Jane, my little niece, also Amazon wish list. Okay, we did it, man. That's my Christmas list. And that's what I want. So if any of you guys are listening and you're like, dude, I've been wanting to get McCarty a gift and now's the time. Now you know what to get, dude. Um, the last segment we're going to do... Also, I need to, I should said this before, before when I was talking about the um, general structure of the podcast, but um, the... Um, I used to, we used to do 30 minute episodes, right? And I was like trying to stay to that because like 30 minutes is a healthy amount of time to like entertain you. You know, it's a, that's a car ride. It's like a workout for most people that don't actually try when they go to the gym. But, and I didn't feel like that was limiting. Like for a lot of times I felt like we were just trying to get to 30 minutes. But like, dude, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to talk for as long as I want. It might be 15 minutes. It might be an hour and a half. I don't know especially when I'm interviewing people. So it's just going to be whatever the freak I want it to be. Let that be known. And I, I only say that because I look down and we're at 41 minutes. And I was like, oh, well, it's been longer than I thought, but I don't care. I'm just going to talk until I'm done talking. Um, so the last thing I want to do is like, I saw somebody else do this on their podcast, but they just like had random prompts or like a random flashcard things that, they were uh, answering, and it was, like, kind of interesting. You learn a lot about a person, like, based on just, like, random prompts. So I looked up some random ones. I'll do, I don't know, five or six of them, depending on how long I elaborate. And I'm just scrolling through them. This article is called, let's see, 65 Random Questions to Ask. Start a conversation with anyone. So we're going to start a conversation with myself and see how it goes. Some of these are, like, what even is this? Would you rather hear the music of John? What? Would you rather hear the music of Johann Sebastian Bach, played by a barbershop quartet or a heavy metal band? Couldn't tell you any of that. So it's like heard the name Bach, couldn't tell you anything about him. If your food is bad at a restaurant, would you say something? Oh, dude, I was just with my sister, man. We were driving to Gallenberg for Thanksgiving. I was with my older sister. We're at a Chili's, all right? Chili's doesn't miss. Very, very rarely do they miss. This Chili's missed a lot, I'll be honest. And their salsa was like, it usually hits pretty hard, didn't hit that much. I don't know why. But um, my sister got the classic Cajun chicken pasta, which doesn't miss. And uh, she got it, and it was cold. She was like, I think this has been sitting out for a long time. My sister's the most passive person ever, in every situation. And... I mean, she turned a new leaf because that waiter waitress walked back over and asked if everything was okay, instantly sent it back. And I was like, that was so cool that you just did that. Here's what I'll say. If the food is bad at a restaurant, it's one thing for the food to be bad. Like, it just tastes bad. Okay? That, to me, means that, like, the restaurant is just overall bad. Like, they don't have a good menu or they don't have a good chef. Okay? That part, you can't help that much, I think. That just tastes bad. If the food is cold, 
or not what you ordered or undercooked, then I definitely would say something for sure. I would say something. I would be very polite about it. I, I like to consider myself like very approachable and understanding. I'm especially understanding about people at work. Like, why do we act like people? Why do we act like we don't make mistakes at work? Like, you also make mistakes in your job. So when uh, someone else makes a mistake in their job, like, why do you? Why do we crucify them? That's so annoying. But if it was cold or like undercooked or something, or not what I ordered, I would 100. I would say something. I would not. I wouldn't even hesitate at all. And I wouldn't even be mad. Like straight up, I wouldn't be mad. I would just be like, "You made a mistake, and that's okay." So let's. I'm giving you an opportunity to fix it, and I would be fine with that. Yeah. So answer that one. Nailed it. Um. Oh, here's a good. <laughs> here's a good one. Would you rather look like a potato or feel? like a potato and looking like a potato is not an attractive look at all especially with like dude sometimes they have those like they start growing i don't know it's like not hairs but like little protrusions that are very disturbing definitely wouldn't want that and they're like bumpy pretty lumpy and not a you know very round so not a great look there feel like a potato see that matters like what how we how we making this thing because like when you buy a potato at the store that thing is rock solid boy and that's what i'm working on in the gym right now i'm trying to be solid solid i'm trying to like i'm trying to look like if you threw a bouncy ball at me like it would come back pretty hard like you can almost play wall ball with my body is what I'm going for. And I feel like a potato is like that when you get it from the store. So that's what I'm going to say. That's how I'm interpreting the question. Obviously, I don't want to be like mashed potatoes. Okay. But that's not what the question's asking. So I'm going to say I'd rather feel like a potato because I'm trying to be rocked up. I did. <laughs> I used to say uh, mashed potatoes that weren't like fully mashed. Like, they had chunks of potato in it, which is so yummy, boy. I'd be drooling about that now. But when I was kid, when I was real young, my mom would, or we'd go to a restaurant and get mashed potatoes, and it would be like that. I used to tell my mom it has rocks in it. Didn't like that at all. Very odd texture when you're, like, not even really sure what a potato is. I did not like the chunks in it at all. Now, big fan. Chunky potato, mashed potatoes. Mm. Love it. Uh, what do we think? What do we think? Oh, dude, this is a good one. It says, do you care about reviews? And I have an opinion. The answer is absolutely I do not. And the reason for that is because who goes out of their way to leave a good review? And the answer is nobody, dude. Nobody. When you... Okay, when you purchase something, you're purchasing it with the trust and the expectation that that product is going to function like you expect it to. I'm trying to think of an example. Okay. The controller the controller that I use for... No, no it's not a good one. I, I ordered some Vans recently, some shoes. They came in. They looked exactly like the picture that I ordered. I know exactly what size 
I wear and it came in, it was the right size. Okay. I don't go and leave journeys, a review of five stars and tell them it was great. Okay. No, that was my expectation that I was going to get the product that I ordered exactly how I ordered it. Well, all this to say, like the only thing that you see on reviews are bad. So you're not seeing both sides at all. You're only seeing people that have bad experiences. Yeah, I guess you could like judge it if there's like a lot of them. Like there's a lot of of bad reviews. That means like they're consistently doing things poor. But you don't see all the positive things that they've done either on anything. Like no one, just no one's going to leave a restaurant a five star review out of their way. Their expectation is that it's five stars. That's why you went there. I think reviews are so dumb, and there's so many people that like rely on them. Like they let reviews dictate whether they buy something or go somewhere. That's so weird to me. That's so weird to me. Um, what's your worst habit? Dude, that's a tough one, man. I bite my nails, but I don't consider that a bad thing. Mythbusters proved that it was actually good for you because it increased your immune system. I don't recommend it, but it's not like the worst thing. People used to think it was so bad. And they say it's gross too, but like I don't think that it is. But they're like, look at your nails. But like, don't look at my nails. How about that? Why are we looking at my nails? I don't that that one's dumb to me. Like bite your nails or don't. And I don't know how you get started doing it or why. But if you do bite your nails, there's no shame in it. Alright, it's fine. Uh worst I shake my leg a lot, like a little restless leg syndrome type thing. And that's pretty annoying for people around me. I obviously don't notice it and don't care, but um I don't know. I don't I don't even feel like I have a lot of habits. Oh, dude, you know one that annoys me is two things, and both involve my face and hair. Um, I have, like, pretty girthy facial hair. It's, like, filled in. I have a nice beard. But uh, hairs around my lips, or I should say this, my facial hair is, like, really full and looks good, but my hair on my face is, like, really um, straight and, like, pointy kind of it's not like super luscious thick like um curly or anything um it's like real uh, i don't even know what the word is it's like rough almost it's like real sharp kind of i don't know these are a lot of words that if you saw it it would make sense or if you felt it but like just saying it doesn't work anyway there's hairs that i grow around my lips like my mustache and then it gets like the corners of my mouth and they, when they get longer, you can, I can feel them. And I find myself, like, every day frequently, like, I'll play with them with my tongue, and then I'll try to, like, bring the little hairs into my mouth, bite it, and then pull it out of my lips. Which is, like, just describing it out loud is very weird. You wouldn't even notice me doing this. Like, they're so microscopic hairs that you wouldn't notice me doing it. But... It's so annoying that I do that, and I hate that I do it. The other thing is with the top of my head, the crown of my head, has like pretty long hair most of the time because I have a really weird uh, cowlick back there, and so I have to keep the hair long so it doesn't stick up at night. <coughs> Excuse me. So the hair is pretty long, and I find myself like 
pulling on it a lot, like wrapping it in my fingers and like just playing with it a lot and like pulling on it just to where like I feel a little bit of tension and a little bit of like sharp pain. I like love it. And I do that so often, it's so annoying. So both of those are like weirdly like masochism weird things with facial hair and hair on my head, but those are probably my least favorite habits that I do. It's kind of weird that I even shared that. I will do one more. Um, what's the smartest thing you've ever done? I've done a lot of smart things in my life, so I can't like tell you exactly one, but the first thing that came to my head, I'm so proud of this because I was like nine years old when this happened. There is a, the, the downstairs bathroom at my parents' house is the one that was like, unintentionally dubbed the men's bathroom <laughs> whereas the the one that was upstairs where all our bedrooms were was the girls and I don't know how that happened but it, it did and it was fine it, we did it like that my whole life anyway when I was like nine years old I don't actually know if I was nine I think I was uh the the, the bathroom downstairs uh it has a lock on it the one upstairs does not the one downstairs does have a lock on it and it's not like a outside lock like a you have a key for it and you put it in there and you unlock the knob it's like one of those you press a little button and from the inside but on the outside there's no way of unlocking it there's like probably some little tool that you have to have to push in there and it would unlock if you really needed to do that like who knows where that tool is or whatever tool it is our house is built in 1920 okay no one knows and we definitely don't have it so anyway I'm actually so surprised now I'm thinking about this. This has never happened. But, like, you you really could just, like, lock the door, close it, and no one would be in the bathroom, and you wouldn't be able to get the door open. Okay, that would be bad, right? I remember one time I wanted to hide something in the bathroom, and I don't know why, but probably hiding it from my sister is, like, a funny joke. And I was going to – and I thought about locking the door. I even pressed the, the lock, and then before I shut it, I was like, oh, wait logic kicked into my life for the first time and I was like we have no way of opening this door if I lock it and at nine years old or however old I was I had the awareness to know that that was a really bad idea and I shouldn't do that and I have like a vivid memory of that I think about it like probably eight times a year and I was just like wow that was my earliest recollection of like pure logic being acted out in the flesh and I'm proud of that. And now that I think about it, that never happened. And I lived at my house for 18 years with two siblings and two parents. And we never locked that door and was never, and like to the point where we were never able to get in it. I locked my keys in my car probably four times in my life. Never once locked the downstairs bathroom door and wasn't able to get in it. How How is that even possible? Okay, dude. We ended on a solid note there. I feel like we really learned a lot. We really learned a lot. We unpacked a lot. Um, this has been awesome. It's been really, really fun to do this again. And I'm, I'm glad I did it. I actually recorded this pretty late at night, and I was just like, you know what? I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to sit down and talk to myself. Um, I really enjoyed this a lot. So thanks for listening, if you did, and if you listened all the way through. I uh, really appreciate that. This is the first of all podcast, and I'm my name is McCarty, your host, and uh, this is the return, the return of the first of all podcast. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. We will be back uh, sometime soon. Hopefully, um, I'm I'm gonna try to do them every week. Okay, I'm committing.
and I'm committing to that for 2022. It's not 2022 yet, but we're going to do it. All right. We're going to do it together. Uh, yeah. So check us out every week. Um, going to try to post on Thursdays and, uh, yeah, take a listen when you're free because it's worth it. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll see you next week.